77 WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A lot to get to this morning. And I want us to have a candid conversation uh, with each other on how do we make these problems uh, better. Number one, the overdose crisis. You listen to this show. You know it's a topic that's very important to me because people are just dropping dying of all ages. And in New York City, the overdose crisis has reached an historic level in New York City, where according to new information from the city's Department of Health and Mental Hygiene, and this as across the country, states are battling the fatal drug overdoses. We'll come back to that. I feel a little bad about this next one as it relates to the migrant situation because I have very little sympathy for this on a personal level. I'm just being honest and candid with you folks. Migrants are being forced to sleep on floors at the New York Roosevelt Hotel shelter as the city hits the deadline for stay limits. And... I'm questioning myself, folks, because um, my approach is and my attitude is you shouldn't be here to begin with. So if you're sleeping on the floor, whose problem is that? This, as the uh, Adams administration is challenging the right to shelter rule in state Supreme Court. And that's a good thing. Finally, someone finally got the memo arguing it needs to, the Adams administration, start turning people away because the city's resources are dwindling away. And this, as the city is now preparing to spend a staggering extra $1 billion, with a B, $1 billion on hotels alone to house migrants for the next three years. And Nicole uh, Gelinas of the New York Post makes a very good point in which she's stating, why are we extending this contract for three years? It sends the message of not wanting to reduce this migrant population. Another issue, and we're going to get to the Menendez story, of course, in just a minute, but another issue, and it's a little sports related. We never really do that uh, in this show. But you know what? Uh, Matt Blaze, Kenneth Conley, I want to bring you guys in. And so the it's about the New York Jets, the football team. Yes. And Zach Wilson, a number of people, the quarterback, are saying that this young man's days, you know, are numbered, that he just doesn't have the ability. And even Broadway Joe, Broadway Joe Namath says, listen, it's time to pull the hook. Right, I saw that. And so my my question to you guys, right? So even Broadway Joe says it's time to go. He just can't cut it. My question is, could you guys do, and it's a question that I have for the audience as well, 
what athletes have to do, right? And as a talk show host, we do it to a degree, and that is pretend that you don't hear criticism. Some will say it's being professional. And so if you guys were professional athletes, right, you're, right. Play, you're playing for the New York Jets. Right. You're making $2.5 million a year. That sounds like it's cheap these days, right? Could you guys, and it's a question that I have for the audience this morning, if you were a professional athlete playing for the New York Jets, could you ignore the noise as it relates to what's said on radio and TV, the noise as what's tweeted and said on social media. Could you guys do it? Yeah, I would just stay off of all social media. I wouldn't listen to the radio. I wouldn't listen to TV. I wouldn't listen to anything. You Is that live. possible? Is that possible? When you're in that bubble of sports and all you're doing is concentrating on every day, going in, uh, doing your job, training, practicing, and that's all you're doing and stay away from all the outside noise and just don't listen to it and don't go on social media. Don't read the paper. Don't listen to the radio. These guys, they're not exactly taking in news anyway. I mean, they're football players. Let's be honest. I mean, Zach Wilson's 23. Ken, what is he, 22? Right, somewhere around around there. there. You know, he's not thinking about the border. He's not worrying about who's running for president. He's thinking about who he's got to play next week and the fact that he knows his play. He knows inside that he's not doing his job and that they're calling for his head. Because you have to be – forget about living in a cave. Um, and, and even if you have all the noise drowned out, you just know yourself that you're not doing a good okay. job. Okay. But like, but so like for example, and, and we're going to open up the phone lines in just a second. But like even even in this job, right? So as a as a uh, host on the radio, uh, some people love you, some people don't, and everyone thinks that they're entitled <laughs> to post their opinion, and and everyone thinks that you're supposed to stop and listen to their opinion, and and in my case, ninety nine point nine percent of the comments are positive. Some may be constructive criticism. But but some of it is just nasty, and 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 you you want to say to yourself uh, like everyone in my family says, "I oh, just ignore it." But but you know, I wake up and I see it. You understand what I'm saying? And right. I know the professional thing to do is to simply ignore it. But it's like, and I'm going to be honest with with you, all of everyone. It's like, do you not have anything else better to do with your life than send me your nasty comment telling me your two cents? Right, but you know what, Dominic? They're listening. Even though they're sending you those nasty comments. And again, they're overwhelmingly positive. Right, and most of them are positive. They're still listening. Even though they say they're not listening, they still happen to know everything you said. <laughs> Even when they say, I don't listen to that guy. Well, then how do you know what he's saying? Well, I just happen to turn him on for those two seconds. No, 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 no. We know that's not true. Okay, so now, Kenneth Conley, if you're a – and I I want our audience to call in on this. Normally, 99% of the time, I don't do anything sports-related. If you were a professional athlete, if you were in the position of this quarterback, Zach Wilson, who's under tremendous fire, Mr. Quarterback himself, Broadway Joe, says, pull the hook on him, it's time to go. Could you Could you handle the pressure – 
the the when when people comment social media radio tv could you handle it so kenneth connolly could you handle it well here's the thing dom a lot of athletes in new york it's the biggest stage in sports hands down in every major sport new york is the place where if you're bad the crowd is going to let you know it. And, it's, run- and, it, and Kenneth, I'm glad you made that point, but it's also a place where some athletes don't come right? because they don't want that spotlight. Exactly. And I think with Zach, I think it's less him being affected by the media with his production on the field. I think he just can't do it. He, I, just, I just think he's not talented enough to lead a team that the Jets have. I mean, we've seen it the last two seasons. This is nothing new. They brought in Mike White last year. And his own locker room was turning on him, wearing Mike White t-shirts. So I think it's more so that Zach just, he doesn't have the ability. He's just not good enough to play for the Jets on this sort of stage. I don't think it's him listening to the media and that's why he's not playing well. I just think he's not up to par with the New York standards. So could, could you handle Jets. it? So could Matt, I handle Matt it? Matt Blaze says he could handle it. Could you handle uh, it? I don't know. It's hard to not. Pay attention to it in New York, especially. Right. I don't know if I could, right. to be honest with because you. Because, Matt Blaze, I hear you. You say ignore it. Oh, but, I, I could but, absolutely ignore it. Really? Absolutely. I would not. Because no. I could stay off social media, stay off TV, stay off radio. If I'm not performing, that's a little bit different than, than wow. being a radio host. Well, when you have to perform, you got to score. You got to lead the, the the team down the field and score touchdowns. And as long as you're doing that, they love you. If you can't do that, then you're done. And it's obvious with Zach Wilson, they don't have the confidence in him because they're running the ball every time. If they had, if the coaches had confidence, they'd be drawing up plays where he's passing right. the ball. Right. And they're not doing that. So that already tells you that they don't even have confidence, confidence in him because they're not even giving him the opportunity to this throw the true. ball. Well, folks, I want to hear from you this hour on this topic. Uh, but let's let's also get to Senator Bob Menendez He's denouncing efforts, denouncing efforts, that is, Senator Menendez, uh, for the feds where they're prosecuting him on federal bribery charges, stating that he kept piles of cash, piles of cash that federal agents found at his home and that allegedly link him to the crimes because he is the son of Cuban immigrants. For 30 years... I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Now, this may seem old-fashioned, but these were monies drawn from my personal savings account based on the income that I have lawfully derived over those 30 years. I look forward to addressing other issues at trial. And uh, among the items, there's a Mercedes Benz, the uh, the gold bars, on and on and on, $100,000 worth of uh, gold bars. But Senator Menendez says, please take a wait-and-see approach. I understand how deeply concerning this can be. However, the allegations leveled against me are just that, allegations. And there was more from New Jersey's senior senator. A cornerstone of the foundation of American democracy and our justice system is the principle that all people are presumed innocent until proven guilty. All people. I ask for nothing more 
and deserve nothing less. The court of public opinion is no substitute for our revered justice system. We cannot set aside the presumption of innocence for political expediency when the harm is irrevocable. To those who have rushed to judgment, you have done so based on a limited set of facts framed by the prosecution to be as salacious as possible. Remember, prosecutors get it wrong sometimes. Sadly, I know that. Instead of waiting for all the facts to be presented, others have rushed to judgment because they see a political opportunity for themselves or those around them. But, but, and we're going to open up the phone lines right now, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. A number of topics, the overdose crisis hitting New York City hard. Migrants forced to sleep on the floor at New York City's uh, Roosevelt Hotel, the Intake Center. We're discussing as well a sports topic this morning, the troubles of quarterback Zach Wilson. And my question to you folks, so I see, for example, Norman in in Brooklyn. We're going to go to Norman in just a minute where Norman says he could take the pressure but not the crowd booing. We all think, folks, that we can take the pressure. But I am telling you, when you roll out of bed and uh, as a talk show host, when you you wake up and you, you focus your eyes and it's like, okay, a new day is upon us and, and, and I'm looking for my cat and my cat is making things better. And then you read some nutty comment about some listener who, who perceives uh, that you act this way. And it, it, sometimes it may be accurate, sometimes it may not. But I'm telling you, folks, it, it, sometimes it is annoying. But on the Menendez situation, Jonathan Turley appear, appearing on Fox says uh, putting Senator Menendez on the Foreign uh, Relations Committee is like putting an arsonist in charge of a paper company doing their best impression of Claude Rains and saying they're shocked, shocked uh, that this could this could occur. Well, uh, you know, this has been the ongoing narrative of Senator Menendez uh, for decades, uh, and they made him chairman of this committee twice. And I said in one column that for someone with his history, putting him in, in foreign relations is like making an arsonist the head of the international paper company. Wow. This is going to be interesting. And this time, folks, uh, Senator Menendez, good luck. I won't be there covering it to tell your side of the story. Good luck. You're on your own, and uh, we'll we'll see how this all turns out. Let's start with your telephone calls. Let's begin with Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, a little background. I was an amateur athlete. I competed in powerlifting between the ages of 15 and 40. And, um, you know, I, I would have I wouldn't have given my uh, left nut to uh, have somebody pay me to actually compete in a sport because I spent all my money and, and my parents when I was real young uh, spending all, all our money <laughs> – to compete in the sport, traveling, uh, staying in hotels, uh, entry fees, uh, 
later in life. Okay, okay I got it. So, I mean, every, every, everything I spent was powerlifting. Okay. So, you know, I, I look at these guys, and I, I'm jealous, okay, that they're actually competing in a sport where you're wait, making wait, a living. Wait, stop the presses. Stop the presses. Sure. You know what, Norman? Sure. I'm going to give you a lot of credit this morning. You know why I'm going to give you a lot of credit? Why? You just said something that most people are not willing to self-check themselves on. You just said you're jealous of the yeah. professional athletes, right? Yeah. And another term for that, one that I could relate to as a talk show host, is called hating 101. Hating okay. 101. Well, you know, Dominic, I don't like the fact that you argue black. You know, Dominic, I don't like the fact that you argue white. You know, right. Dominic, I don't like the fact that you look up. I don't like the fact that you look down. Hating 101. And everybody says ignore the haters. But, Norman, it's much easier said than done. Right. Um. I Look, I... I I'm a different generation. These kids like Zach Wilson, they're looking on the Internet. The Internet, social media is everything. So I don't know how the hell they could take it. You know, in my, in my day, uh, you know, I mean, it was, you know, the, the only thing, there was nothing, it was more like the newspapers, okay? And so, uh, you know, if if when it comes to the criticism uh, the only thing that would drive me crazy would definitely affect my performance. I never had this is if like the audience would boo me. I mean, that would be, you know, that would definitely be distracting and screw up my performance. But as far as, uh, as far as things written about me, you know, I, I you know, I, I was, I was, I was not a world champion. So, uh, you know, the only, you know, powerlifting USA never produced, never wrote an article saying anything bad about me. Uh, hey, I actually hey, never no. really said, Hey, Norman, but, but, but my thing with Zach Wilson, the quarterback of the New York Jets, this young man is a kid. He's in yes, the, he biggest, the biggest media spotlight in the world, and there are, what, 90,000 fans at the game. They all want him yanked out the game. He has to know it. He can't, it's either you're going to move the field. So, like, for example, the uh, Jets game against the uh, Patriots on Sunday. I'm headed – from uptown to downtown, and and I'm paying attention to the road as I'm driving. Driving, but I have my YouTube TV on in the car on the phone, and and at the stoplights I'm watching the game. And he had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Even when it was what 20 seconds left, they still had a chance to win the game. It, you know, he went down for a safety, which was like, how could you not get rid of the ball? But I've learned that you can't just judge somebody. Same thing as a radio show host. You don't know. So, for example, Norman, just to give you an example, you may make a point that you feel that I should strongly agree with or disagree with. I may not have even heard the comment because one of the producers may have been in my ear. I'm just telling you what what it's like, right. you know? So, so I mean, this guy's a kid. And you've yeah. got Broadway Joe saying, give him the hook, get rid of him, cut him. I mean, and, and this is why it was great when he had Aaron Rodgers to learn from Aaron right. Rodgers, but you never know what you're thrown into because Aaron Rodgers goes down and yeah. you're the guy. Yeah, Broadway shows shouldn't say anything. Um, I, I think it's, uh, you know, there by the, you can't, until you walk in these people's shoes, 
and and Broadway Joe did, so he should definitely shouldn't say anything. But you know, you, you're not walking in these people's shoes. Um, thank you, Norman. Thank you, thank you, Norman. I want to kiss you. I really do. Until you walked, <laughs> oh, we'll just get uh, uh, until until you until you have walked a day in a person's shoes. Think right. about this. When when you send me that text and it's starting my day and, and you want to say something awful, just think again, 99, Norman, thank you for the call. 99%, welcome, 99% of the comments, the emails, the, the uh, tweets, 99% are positive, but it's that 1%. And, 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 and if, and if you, I've had one or two uh, people that, that we've had to ban uh, because they think that they have a right to uh, reach out to me at all times. Matt Blaze, what's the term for not groupies? Uh, what, what do you, what do you call them? The people that that, that they think that they have they they entitled they, the they they feel entitled to reach out to you whenever they want to, and they think that I'm supposed to stop and listen to their opinion on everything. Yeah, yeah the groupies. But it's another term I thought. Okay, you, you, all right. You could call that obsessed too, Dom. Yes, I've had one or two of those. That's, Dominic, that's what I, why what? are you afraid of alligators? <laughs> <laughs> but folks, we, 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 you know, I'm going to move now from sports. That was just on my mind. Uh, I see a lot of you want to talk about uh, Senator Menendez, and, and we'll do that as well. But let me go to uh, to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi. I, I have to just get this in. I heard you talking about the, about the uh, Jets quarterback. Listen, I want to tell you something, Dominic. The Jets, the the, re- the reason that Aaron Rodgers, it was a divine incident that he that he got hurt on the first play. It was, I'm telling you, it was the, they didn't stop him. You know football. They didn't even the the, uh, the the halfback flagged out. Like what is that? They don't. He doesn't throw short passes. It was divinely ordained. I'll tell you why because. The NFL is anti-Semitic. There's this guy, Josh Rosen. Oh, oh come on. Now, Larry, 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 come on. Larry, 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 Larry. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Larry, are you serious right now? I'm, I'm very serious. He was the UC, he was the, he was the Heisman winner in uh, 2018. He was great as a rookie. They did. They wrote him out of the NFL because he opened his mouth. He, he he was arrogant when he was drafted. He said, I'm "Okay, so so wait wait team. so 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 one player got run out of the NFL, and that means that the league is anti-Semitic because he's Jewish. How many so Jews one so one so so I'm gonna say it again, Larry. So one player yeah. was run out of the NFL, yeah. and that means that they're anti-Semitic. The one Jewish are you listening to what you're saying? Yeah, how many? So Larry, so Larry, so Larry, so Larry, Larry. If a gay, if a gay player gets run out of the NFL, does that mean the NFL is is uh, homophobic? If if a Latino player gets run out of the NFL, does that mean they're anti-Hispanic? If a black player well, depends, gets run out of the NFL, the does that mean that they're racist? Depends, Come on, Larry. It depends on the the guy is great. It depends. Oh, uh, you say he's great. You say he's great. Yeah, I do. That's okay, right. that's right. Okay, he, right. he wasn't great, Larry. He sucked. <laughs> he was on the Cardinals and the <laughs> Dolphins. Larry, horrible. Larry, when he got traded to Miami, the well, guy played three games and threw five interceptions with one touchdown. 
He wasn't built to last <laughs> they, in the league, my man. They didn't give him a chance. He was great at okay. Arizona. He played okay. the whole season. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, guys, Marino wait, wait, and wait. Elway didn't have better statistics. Okay, than okay. I, I can't yeah, even. I can't believe you're comparing this guy to John Marino when John this Marino is, is look one. At his statistics. Okay, look at, okay. Look well, the well, they just gave. I, I'm not really a sports guy, Larry. I just gave it to you, Larry. And Audrey and Adam, I see your calls on Menendez. We're going to get back to that. Okay, but but he just how many interceptions did he throw? You said he played three games and threw. Five interceptions with one touchdown. Wait, wait, wait. What Larry, about his rookie year? On. Why are you talking about five games? We're talking about his whole rookie year. He threw 12 interceptions at 14 touchdown passes. Yeah, the rookie year he played well, but they traded him. It's a business. Right. They traded him to Miami why and he did folded. They trade him? Why, why did they trade him? Larry, it wasn't because he was Jewish, Larry. Right. It had nothing to do with that. <laughs> because now, Listen, they didn't give him another chance after that, okay? He was like the third string. The second string, the third string, they didn't give him a chance to succeed. Okay, okay. So, like, for example, Larry, why do you think they benched Colin Kaepernick? It had nothing to do initially with with the taking the knee. What it had to do with is his playing days, his best playing days were over. They were done. Not Go ahead. Not when, not when he took the knee. Not when he took, no, he was great yeah, when he took no, the knee. No, no, no. When he took the knee, his play, his best playing days were over. I believe he was That's a backup. No, no, no. I do know, what, Kenneth. You're, you're the sports guy. Kaepernick. You don't know what wait, you're okay, wait. About. Larry, That's Larry, 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 Larry. Calm down. That's that completely Larry, wrong. Larry, Larry. Calm down. Calm down. The only you can make a conversation anti-Semitic or anti-black. It's the truth. Though. Okay, okay. It's the La- truth. Larry, Larry. Come on, Larry. I, you know what? This is one, Larry. You know I love you. I, I the can't. NFL I can't. A bunch of La- La- Larry, a bunch of nasties, I'm telling you right now. Okay, I can't. I can't. Right Larry, now. Larry, I can't deal with this this morning. What's the saying I'm supposed to use? Uh, uh, uh good for your contribution. Next That's call. Right. Good for your contribution, Larry. Good for your contribution. Next call, Adam and Miniola. Wish me luck with this one. Good morning, Adam. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. I'm just driving home from work, and um. I got two things to say. One is about the Jets, and one is about Melendez. The Jets, sir, Aaron Rodgers ripped him off for $75 million guaranteed money, and he's home sipping on some Kool-Aid, okay? That could happen to uh, any NFL player. Any player in right. the league, a, it could I'm happen to. Bill it could a Buffalo happen to Josh, Bill fan. It could happen to Josh. It could happen to Josh Allen. It, one play, and you're oh, on the bench. You're right. You're right, sir. Melendez, sir. Menendez. I'm telling you, he is a criminal, man. I mean, I don't believe this, man. I really don't. Um, Melendez. Menendez. You don't see no Democrat. <laughs> Melendez, it, whatever his name Menendez. is. Senator, Senator Menendez. Jersey. Bob Menendez. Go ahead. Okay. It's an Menendez, N. It's an I'm N, sorry. not an L. But go ahead. Okay, sorry. It's okay. Um, I don't see no, no Democrats talking about prosecute the DOJ and all that behind this guy's arrest, though. Like they do for what they did for Trump, you know. Oh, I wonder why though. Oh, could you could you help me with I'm, that? I'm batting help a thousand that, this morning. So so I love you though. I love you, Dominic. <laughs> help me help me with this, man. Okay, why so so okay. Crying about the DOJ. Why? Wait, I, wait. I, why? I, you tell me because you already have a notion and a preconceived notion at that. So you tell me because that idiot Menendez. It's a criminal. He's guilty. He got. They got everything. They got the gold bars. They got money. 
what is this guy doing? But he had no, a, no, a no, no. They trial. they don't they don't but, have no 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 no. There's a presumption of innocence for everyone, Adam. And according to Menendez, he says he can explain the money. That's what he says. And remember, okay. remember, hung jury the first time. So, you know, let let's wait and see what's actually going to happen. But but I but but Adam, thank you, thank you for the call. I've got to take a break. Hey, a hey, break. hey, hey, hey Dom. Yes. Just real quick, I, I got to correct Larry. Okay. Because I'm looking at Josh Rosen's stats because I knew that it was something a little bit off. Okay. So in his rookie year, Larry said he was so great. They were three and ten. He threw eleven touchdowns and fourteen interceptions. Wow. And, and to add to that, Dom, he was the tenth overall pick that year. That's the dictionary definition of a bust. Right. That, right. That is the dictionary definition of an NFL bust. But Larry says, do, 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 He played no. great his rookie the, year. They the, went the, three the, and ten. The, the, there's some. There's some racist conspiracy. Or he went three and ten. You know, because because he happened to be Jewish, so that's why he couldn't play. Did it ever occur to you, Larry, they would love for a Jewish player to do well, just like when the Knicks had uh, the guard, uh, Lynn Sanity, Asian-American? It's good for marketing purposes. Folks, we're going to deal, we're going to go head in more now on the politics front, on the politics front. Senator Menendez, the migrant situation. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. The federal case against Senator Bob Menendez, but also the overdose crisis has reached historic levels in New York City. This is according to the city's Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Information shows that there were 3,026 deaths which is an increase of 12% from 2021 to 2022. Fentanyl was detected in 81% of the drug overdose deaths in New York City. And, of course, fentanyl is an opioid that is 50 to 100 times stronger than morphine. And uh, as far as the uh, ages, adults ages 55 to 64, continue to have the highest rate of overdose, followed by adults age 45 to 54. And the city of New York, so maybe maybe I was wrong, folks, when I denounced the city's uh, first public health vending machine campaign. Maybe it is effective, in which the vending machine that's available to the uh, public in Brooklyn uh, at least one of them, and it's it's stocked with health and wellness supplies such as Narcan, uh, a safe medication that can reverse the the effects of an opioid overdose. It's stocked with hygiene kits and safe uh, sex uh, kits. And um, as we all know, folks, across the country, 
officials are battling the deadly drug over the drug abuse uh, overdose. And uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention predicts that 28 states, 28 states, including New York, Texas, California, Alabama, Washington, and Oregon, are expected to see a rise in overdose deaths from 2022 to 2023. So let's talk about it. How do we, because I I, I don't have the complete answer. And I denounced the uh I denounced the campaign that the city engaged in uh, with the vending machines, but you know maybe maybe perhaps perhaps we have uh, no no other choice. In a moment, I'm going to go to Peter on Staten Island on the uh, fentanyl situation, but let's go to uh, Audrey first in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to say I never got up at 7 o'clock in the morning since I retired, but great show this morning. I listened. Oh, thank good. you. Thank you. Me and me and our big boss, Mr. Katsimatidis, had a great time doing the uh, morning show. I like him. I like him. He's not what I thought he was. I'll talk about that later. Anyway, um, uh, um, Menendez? Yes. He reminds me of the Santos guy, really. This has got to stop. It's getting far out of hand. It's like, you know, it's like okay to to be corrupt. And that doesn't sit well, If particularly when I'm trying to convince young people and even older people the importance of voting. I think we should just clear them all out. We can't do it. But it's, it's, it's past ridiculous. And he's kind of cocky. He, he, the way he sounds is like, well, I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay, but, but whoa, 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 whoa. If he says he didn't do anything, and you said he's cocky because he's stating that he didn't do anything, how do you convict him, Audrey? No, I, I, well, it's just his past record. And for the fact that um, he's trying to uh, put it as, as if he's, okay, I thought he was saying he's, he's been discriminated or, or looked upon because he's Cuban or something in that order. He, he's alluding to it, yes. Yeah, that 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 just don't sit well. And the fact that he just reminded me, in a sense, of Santos. Whatever happened with him, by the way? He's still in office, right? He, he's facing federal charges. There's word that there's a deal, and there's some type of deal with the feds. Uh, mm. He hasn't commented on it, and uh, it may be awaiting approval from the federal judge because the judge has uh-huh. to sign off on whatever type of uh, plea deal arrangement that may be in the works. I have a suggestion. Get both of them on your show on Sunday. We have a ball. And one other thing, as far as the, um, Zach, I, I missed the game Sunday, but you know, that was. I hope that, I hope they keep him. They're going to keep him as quarterback right now. And my, uh, um, that's my understanding. Because who else do they have? That's they, just they don't have anybody. But 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 Audrey, and I know you went to the game uh, the other day. But but why why keep someone even as a backup? When these days, when professional sports, the starter could go down at any second, exactly. and, and then they have? and then uh, uh, they have someone else. But 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 uh-huh. but but then if you got to turn to Zach Wilson, if he can't move that ball up the field, what's the point of having him on the New York Jets? You know, I I just don't see it. But well, I didn't see the game, but um, uh, well, uh, anyway. Well, nice it's, it, thank you. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you for the call. It's just interesting with technology, folks. I can sit in the car, me and my son, and watch an entire football game 
We could sit outside and watch an entire football game. We could watch movies. Technology has become amazing when it works properly. Judith in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning. I just thought of uh, artificial intelligence, but that's really done by people, okay? It's not It's not done by God, so you got to be careful. This A1, this AI thing is very, I don't know why I thought of that, because technology is so great, but it's getting out of hand. It's really scary, but I didn't call for that. Okay. Dominic, <laughs> Dominic um, yeah, Menendez. So, yeah, he's innocent until proven guilty, right? But I heard that Biden did not like Menendez at all because Menendez was against the Iran deal before and now. So it could be that they're kind of picking on Menendez and this DOJ, Mr. Big Shot, what's his name? Sanctimonious uh, Merrick Garland. He could do no wrong. Did you see him the other day for seven hours? Um, it's interesting he came out doing this now because he wants to show, oh, I'm doing my job. Look at this. I'm, 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 I'm going after a Democrat. That's not to say that Menendez is guilty, because uh, not guilty or yes guilty, because there is an email or something, a very sloppy email his wife emailed to him and kind of incriminated herself. So, you know, the wife has a lot to do with this. So I don't know. So it's, it's um, you know what, Dominic, this whole situation with politics and all these politicians is just really the word is sad. I'm sick of the word sad because really I usually use outrage. But it's kind of sad that so many of these politicians on both sides of the aisle are totally corrupt, except for Donald Trump, of course. <laughs> well, I, I I hear you, Judith. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to uh, prejudge this situation with uh, Senator Menendez, but but uh I would urge him to consider a deal, but that's not that's not a political reality. Uh, he he, it did come up uh, in his first trial that he felt that he was under attack from the Obama Biden administration, and if you talk to him during his first trial that ended in a hung jury, he felt that uh, the only reason why he was on trial is because he had a bad relationship with Obama. And Biden, but in that first trial, you had Dr. Uh, Melgen, the ophthalmologist, and uh, the feds alleged that uh, Menendez was the uh, ophthalmologist's personal senator. Uh, flights on his on uh, Dr. Melgen's uh, private private plane. You had um, uh, alleged prostitutes, underage prostitutes, and on and on and on and on. But it ended uh, in a in a hung jury, and thus uh, Senator Menendez survived. Judith, we'll, we'll see how this all plays out. Thank you for that call. Peter, Staten Island. Good morning, Peter. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, you know, you were talking about the overdoses and stuff. This is a yes. little rough for me, but it happened today. I had a talk with my 32-year-old daughter, who's an adult now. It was bothering me that every once in a while she was smoking pot. So I asked her, I said, please, if you love me, don't, don't smoke pot again. She says, listen, Dad, I stopped about three months ago. One of my friends, now they do edibles. Now, this... Uh, this fentanyl is being put in the edibles. It's being put in the pot, mostly the edibles. That's what she taught me. It's being put said, in not everything. Doing it no more. Peter, the everything. fentanyl is being put in everything. So if you, it, everything. It, 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 every, everyone within the sound, horrible. everyone within the sound of my voice, 
If you think that you're just smoking weed, you're kidding yourself. In fact, in fact, Peter, and I want That's you to continue right. with what you were stating. In fact, uh, at several emergency rooms, uh, people have come in and said, I don't do fentanyl. What is wrong with you, doctor? And then they see the lab report where fentanyl is in their system because you don't know what this stuff is laced with. Go ahead, Peter. That's right. Well, you see, that's what I told her. And with the edibles, it's out there. The children and everybody, they're, you know, doing this stuff. They got to cut it out because this fentanyl, I do the rescues. This is the most horrible thing. This stuff, if you even get near it, it will throw you for a loop. But I see the guy going on a garbage can to get cans and evidently somebody dumped some in it. And he went flying backwards. You know, when I went over, and I gave him a hit with the Narcon, and I had to give him two hits. He almost died, and all he was doing was looking for cans to cash in for a nickel. You know, it's terrible. So I, I had to have to talk with her, and she said through the last three months, because one of her friends died from it, and she said, I will not go near it. And I, I hope to God that she listens, and I know she will because she's listened to everything that I ever told her in her life. So. Please, I gotta pray that it works. Well, uh, hopefully it will. But what what you said you you what made you confront your daughter? You said she was smoking uh, marijuana. Well, I I was told by some friends, and then she told me I have a hit every once in a while. You know, eases my mind. I relax. I says, please, what's going on? No, if you were back. 30 years ago or 40 years, I might have felt different about it because this stuff wasn't around. This is to get people addicted, and it's to kill them, too. I mean, there's sick people out there. Misery loves company. Everybody that's hearing what I'm saying and the sound of my voice, believe me, I know that is true. And I believe in destiny. And destiny, if you live your life clean, you'll be more better off. Agreed, Peter. Thank you. And I'm glad you had that conversation with your daughter. I really am because uh, you, you can do it now or you can do it later. And if you do the conversation, it may be uncomfortable, but if you do the conversation later, you, you may be talking to a corpse because it may be too late. But I'm glad, Peter, that it uh, that it worked out in your situation. And I, it, you said your daughter heard you. So Hopefully she will will stick to that and stay away from the marijuana because if even the young kids, and thank you for the call, Peter, if you think you're just smoking marijuana, I got a bridge I can sell you called the Brooklyn Bridge. It, it, it Everything is laced with fentanyl for a better high so that the dealers can make more money, period. Look at that actor that died uh, from uh, from The Wire, the HBO show. You know, we can go down the line of people that have died recently. And so now the fentanyl crisis is hitting New York hard, very hard. I've got to take a break for the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. When we come back, we're going to continue on this fentanyl situation, continue on Senator Menendez. For example, we're going to go to Judy in Manhattan, Frederick in Brooklyn, also to Alex in Brooklyn, Roberta in Staten Island, we will be right back. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Prosecutors have got to start really focusing on crime, making the arrest in terms of once the arrests are made, 
prosecuting them. A couple leaving a New York City bar mugged by a gang of 12 young people. Young couple surrounded by a dozen baby-faced crooks on an East Village street and mugged just after leaving the bar over the weekend, according to the NYPD. The uh, pair, a 22-year-old woman, 23-year-old man, confronted by 12 young-looking suspects, eight men, four women, as they walked on East 12th Street and Avenue C around 3.45 a.m. Sunday morning. The, the muggers targeted the young couple at East 12th Street and Avenue C early Sunday, and uh, a weapon was flashed, an unknown weapon, uh, and they force, forcibly ripped off the victim's cell phones, uh, debit cards, purse, purse, and wallet. And um, the woman suffered some minor injuries, um, and police are, they have released some su- surveillance footage. Hopefully they will, uh, they, they, hopefully they'll make some uh, arrests uh, very soon. Let's go back to your telephone calls. Ray in the Bronx. Good morning, Ray. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm actually in Raritan, New Jersey. But uh, I just wanted to say I think you're fear-mongering a bit on the marijuana. There's not fentanyl sprayed on all weed. I've been smoking weed for 40, 50 years or whatever, and I have a couple dealers I get it from, and there's no fentanyl on it. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Was fentanyl around yeah. 50 years ago, Ray? You said you've been getting high yeah, for 50 years. I, I, still, I still get it now from different dealers. Okay, okay, no okay. So, so, okay, so, Ray, you think they're going to – I want you yeah. to think about what you're saying. You think they're going to tell you what's on it? Do you think they're going to inform you that fentanyl is on the product? They may not even know, Ray. I've done fentanyl before. If there was fentanyl on it, I would know. Really? I was a fentanyl. What, what's, yeah. what's, what's, the, yeah. what, what's the slogan I'm supposed to use? Thank you for your contribution. Good for your contribution. Good for your contribution, Ray. Next, Judy in Manhattan. What's on your mind, Judy? Uh, yes, sir. I'm wondering if you think that if a corrupt New Jersey prosecutor is in line to work the Menendez case, could the purpose possibly be to set precedent for okaying corruption <clears throat> uh, before the Biden uh, uh, rulings, if that comes to fruition, comes down? Okay, so so wait, I, I, I want to make sure I understand you here, Judy. One, the the Southern District of New York uh, made the indictment, so I I don't know. Maybe there'll be uh, local prosecutors. I don't know, but. But it's the Southern District of New York, and and what what are you trying to ask me again, Judy? Because I'm not exactly following. I'm just wondering if the purpose of following through with uh, prosecuting Menendez could be to get a uh, a it's okay to corrupt uh, response. Uh, before the Bidens uh, come to have their cases, if there's going to be any brought, uh, goes into the works. Right. I, I'm sorry, Judy. I'm just not following. I, I hear you. You're saying that the Biden corruption stuff that may come up after Menendez, and you're asking me if I'm just not, I'm not following. I'm sorry. I'm going to try a third time because I appreciate your patience. 
and and you know perhaps it's me here but so maybe you can try and explain it another way uh, quickly what you're what you're get directly to what you're asking me so maybe I can understand well if if there were a corrupt New Jersey prosecutor and I don't know if there is one but if that were the case and uh Menendez was declared as doing nothing wrong that that didn't uh uh, qualify as corruption, would the purpose of going ahead with prosecuting be to set the stage for not prosecuting corruption such as what could happen in the uh, with the Biden family? No, because I, I think I understand a little better now, Judy, uh, because one, uh, the, the anything with the Biden case that's, that's out of an entirely different jurisdiction, uh, same Justice Department, that. but but the the case for the uh, for Hunter Biden is out of Delaware, and as far as the president goes, there's no criminal uh, investigation of him. I, so I don't know what you're what you're referring yeah. to. You, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Well, we we will see. We will see. Thank you. Thank you so much for the uh, call, Judy. And you have a wonderful day, a wonderful morning, Frederick, in Brooklyn on Fentanyl. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio yes. seventy seven WABC. Yes, um, Dominic. Um, I'm curious to know, considering that um, fentanyl is so potentially fatalistic. Um, how is it that anyone can? Um, so is uh, is is anyone that the first time they they ac- use it or accidentally use it um, could die? Or how long does Absolutely. it take? Absolutely, absolutely. Not not only not only can you die uh, from first time use, uh, and it's actually happened, Frederick. Um, but but there have been several situations where police officers have been exposed to it and didn't know. And it was in the air and dropped immediately. And if the other officers didn't have Narcan, it just, this just happened the other day. The officers would have died on the spot. It is as deadly as deadly gets. For real? So, so how is it? I heard a comment um, being stated um, prior to this call that um, someone, uh, some this father talking to his daughter and said, um, how uh, 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 is it that someone could be you, you using it um, more than once and not knowing? Well, that's a good question. You're referring to Pete Staten Island, the conversation well, he had right, with his daughter. Right, yes, right, right. So yeah. you're, you're raising a legitimate point. So if it's so deadly, how, how could it impact some and not others? Uh, you know, we don't know the answer to that as of yet. And But in Pete's situation, he was uh-huh. one, he was warning his daughter of what may be a strong possibility, and 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 it's certainly a good message to send to loved ones that don't do it because if you if you if you take drugs and it's a very small amount that's been laced with fentanyl, there's a strong possibility that it may be the last time that you take drugs in your entire life. And so his daughter, who had acknowledged that she smoked uh, marijuana a couple of times. He was just saying as a concerned dad, don't do it because you don't know what this stuff is uh, laced with. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Roberta, Staten Island. Good morning, Roberta. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. 
Good morning. You know, I was just reading about fentanyl. I guess it's used for cancer patients and it's a sedative. I mean, in some in some ways, it seems to be okay if the doctors prescribe it. But uh, but my main point is, I'm t- tired of hearing about drug cartels, drug gangs, people that that make fentanyl in, in the house. And I, I think drugs should be regulated, like alcohol prohibition didn't work, and I and this drug prohibition doesn't work either. It just brings all kinds of bad stuff happening to our society. So, it should be so regulated. when you say it should be regulated, I, can you define a bit more of what exactly you're trying to say, Roberta? Well, like like maybe decriminalize, so we wouldn't have people running around trying to get people addicted to drugs. I mean, you know, alcohol prohibition only only worked for thirteen years. It couldn't be controlled. But it brought all all these. These gangsters along because so, of that. And so so I want to make sure I hear you right. You you want people to be able to freely get uh, uh, drugs, uh, possibly fentanyl, cocaine, uh, marijuana. Uh, well, that, that's what you want? Well, I, I think parents should know what their kids are doing, number one. And, and, and people you know, want to take drugs if they're adults. I mean, they're doing it right now, aren't they? Aren't people getting all the drugs that they want? No, I I don't know yeah. if they're getting if they're getting all the drugs that they want. But I, with all due respect, Roberta, I strongly disagree with your premise that that drugs need to be decriminalized. I mean, I can't begin to imagine the world that we would live in. And thank you for the call, Roberta, and the deaths that uh that would come about if that's exactly what happened. We will continue with your calls in just a second, but I'm joined by someone I saw just about, what, 12 hours ago? I've lost track. It's just one long day. <laughs> I don't know where the day begins and where it ends. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Good morning to Good you. Good morning. You did a great job, though, with John. I listened to uh, so did you. another two hours of after I was driving home and once I got home. A lot of great interviews. You packed a lot into only three hours. So wait a minute. After you were on the air, you stayed with us to about 7, 7.30, 8 a.m.? Right. You got to go home and be daddy. <laughs> well, uh, more or less, yeah. And uh, but you know what? When you're when you do five hours of radio, I don't know if you're like this, but you're a little amped up. You're wired. It's difficult to. It's not like flicking a light switch and you just collapse and and go to sleep, right? You got to get yourself worked up to maintain that energy level. So after you know what, and and I'm standing here saying to myself, well, now you know what, Dominic. Now you officially know what what women go through because. They got a, what was that commercial? I can bring home the bacon. I can fry it up in the <laughs> exactly, pan exactly. and never, ever let a man forget that he's something like that. Yeah, but yeah, so, you know, so, so they have to, they have to go to work, go home, take care of the baby, take care of kids, make dinner along cook the way, dinner, yep. deal with us. Oh yeah. No, not easy. Not easy. Oh, wow. It, it just hit me that when you left this morning, you were on the air from 1 a.m. to 7.30, 7.45 and then you got to go home and be daddy, and then get a little bit of sleep. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm, I'm I'm so fascinated by what we're talking about. I forgot to tease the program. What All do you have coming uh, up? Very exciting. I'm going to talk with Oscar-nominated actor Chaz Palminteri. This guy is a true Renaissance man. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's a playwright. He's a stage performer. We're going to talk about a lot of things, including Christopher Columbus. People are not going to want to miss this. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Marano, the other side of Midnight, is coming right up, right after news headlines. I'll see you again in another 23 hours. Have a great day.